more discussion of our obsession with Tim Cook's successor and the South Korea App Store ruling. This is Mac Voices. Mac Voices is sponsored by Upstart, fair and fast personal loans. Go to upstart.com slash macvoices and find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. This is part two of our Mac Voices Live conversation with our obsession over the question of who will be Tim Cook's successor. We also touch on the South Korea App Store ruling that will allow additional payment opportunities and methods in both Apple and Google's stores. Let's go right back and let the panel do the talking. Brittany, you just threw something interesting in the chat room, and I'd like for you to to explore that just a little bit. Um, because I'm, I'm curious to hear what your thinking is since you are, how'd you call it? A relative Mac baby. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tim Cook is the only CEO I've ever followed. Um, but since y'all are real good at reminiscing about the old days, I've actually learned a lot. Um, <clears throat> so I feel at least somewhat comfortable talking about, but, it, but my feelings aren't swayed from that. Um, So the first time I heard the name Steve Jobs that I have any knowledge of, I was a film student um, learning about the Pixar studio. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, yeah, this guy sounds awesome. This Steve Jobs guy's mom said, is that the Apple computer guy? And I said, no. (laughs) No, it's the cartoon guy. (laughs) Cartoon guy, mom. Why would he be doing that? Um, Because I had never heard of him before. (laughs) Yeah, And then. You know, I, I, uh, um, uh, Windows Vista broke me and I got a Mac and, and after a while I started following it, but you know, for a while I just had a Mac. And so I only ever heard about Tim Cook and I, um, I don't, yeah, Vista did break a lot of people. Um, Um, but I, um, Steve Jobs was a great founder, and Tim Cook is a better CEO. Okay. I, he, I mean, the reason we can get mad about crap that he does with China uh, is because he does other things that make us feel all warm and fuzzy, yelling at stockbrokers who don't who want to hear their environmental impact on the return on investment. And, you know, he does things like that that are like, oh, yeah, that's a cool thing. And so then you can get mad. But if you're just a regular CEO, you don't really get mad about all the lame stuff they do because they're just another lame CEO that's kind of like politicians. You don't expect a lot out of them. So whatever. They did something else crappy. (laughs) I think Steve was an incredible showman. And that's that's the big difference. No matter how much Tim tries in those films, and as much as they coach him, he just doesn't come off as natural as, as Steve did. No, and in no book is that a, a requirement of a CEO. Uh, but but here's the thing: there there's this this space in charisma called punchable. Um, Steve Jobs was very punchable. He yes, would say yes. something, and I would look at him like I kind of want to punch him in the face. Like not not for what he said, just just for looking at him. I kind of want to punch him in the face. <laughs> I, you know, I don't see that what? with Tim. I, I feel like Tim is just kind of like, well, he's your I granddad. Mean, I mean, yeah, it's like, it's, 
I mean, we, we could talk about other political like people who are just kind of like they have a face worth punching or they have a face that reminds <laughs> you of your great grandparents. You know, what are the other? And and to me, I think that that image, that way that you give off that personality type is a part of being a CEO. And whether that's your style, like, oh, some people like an abrasive CEO or the badass CEO. Some people like the Gary Vaynerchuk types that are like, yeah. I make everybody hustle around me and I demand that they, no one talks to me unless it's a billion dollar idea. And I feel like that was the kind of person that Steve gave off. That was the kind of aura around him. Tim is probably like that too. But he does a really good job of hiding that. <laughs> you know, it looks like you just want to be like, oh, Tim, where'd you say you were from? Alabama. All right. Well, go War Eagles. All right, then. You have a good day. All right. I love you, too. You take care now. You know, a, a lot of people look at uh, at Steve Jobs and, the, and they talk about his charisma, his presentation, and his ability to really draw people in. And they're looking at a snapshot of his presentation ability. I have been in the Apple community long enough to remember when Steve was a crappy presenter. I mean, he, he had some charisma, but if, uh, if something didn't work right... Oh, yeah, like, too. Do you, do you remember the iPhoto or uh, yeah, yeah, iPhoto thing where he got oh. so pissed off he threw the camera off and stage? That, and what was the, the first audience. thing that went through your mind when you saw that? Well, did he ever get past that, or did they just stop making mistakes like that? Uh, he did get past that, and uh, a perfect example is uh, uh, several years later. There was some like straight up catastrophic demo failure where they had to reset and uh, and start it over, and I can't even remember what it was, but it happened. And and uh, mm -hmm. uh, no, it wasn't the iPhone. It was something else because Tim was actually sitting at a computer on stage, and everything just took a dirt nap. And so while they were fixing it. He just became everyone's best friend and started telling us these cool stories about him and Waz in the early days when they were kids. It was 2008. I was there at the, the yeah. 2008 Steve note. I remember because he like threw the remote like he was looking to knock somebody out in the first or second row when it happened. Right. And we and all then, thought now we know who just got fired. Yeah. And in, right. and I was like, wow, how many people just got fired right now? And yeah. he was completely silent for about three seconds and then looked up and told a story about how uh, Waz had this device. I'll never forget it because it was a great story because Waz had this device that would make the TV signal blink out. And so they would wait until all the nerds were like convened in the common room in the dorm watching TV. And then they would they would stand in the back and like blink the remote. So the TV would go and then they'd wait till somebody got partway to the TV and then let it go again. So that it would come back and then they'd go to sit down and blink till they got somebody in some weird position and then had to stand there like that the whole time. So they could finish watching star Trek. And it was a really, really great. It was a great story. Uh, and it, uh, yeah. Cause I, I got to go in 2007 to the Steve note and 2008 to the Steve note and 2008 was the one where everything fell apart. I don't remember what, 
the product was that we were getting at that point. But uh, it was the year we got it was the MacBook Air Note, but it wasn't the MacBook Air demo. It wasn't the part that was. Was broken. that one when t- the one where too many people were on Wi-Fi and he asked the entire audience? That was a different down. one. No, that was a different one. Yeah. Uh, because so you know, what's happened is uh, is uh, when Steve was obviously a crappy presenter someone must have taken him aside and said, dude, we have got to get you some training. <laughs> this can't and they did, and it worked really well. And so now everyone remembers Steve, the cool showman on stage. When Tim first started presenting, someone took him aside, I'm sure, and said, dude, you're a really crappy presenter. And they went and got him training as well, and uh, and it made a marked improvement. So we ended up with mm-hmm. the showman, Steve Jobs, and the the person that comes across as very genuine and honest, which is Tim Cook, and mm-hmm. uh, and and it's different things. So, you know, to yeah, I, I completely forgot what the original point was, and uh, but I, but I hope that whatever point I needed to make I actually made. <laughs> well, look, I, we don't. I don't want to go too far down the Steve Jobs because you know uh, we were talking about being a good presenter. I think was well, the, yeah. The but I guess the point, the point so. is, you know, we're talking about Tim Cook, and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Steve was Steve, and he was great in his time for the way the world existed and the way that Apple existed. There's no way to tell whether he'd still be a great CEO now. And it's water under the bridge. Oh. It's just pure speculation. I, I look at Tim and, and um, let's see, uh, Brian said Jobs seemed to be a bit more reactionary, whereas Cook seems more calculating in, in his reply. And I, mm-hmm. I would agree with that. I, I don't think there's yeah. any question. Tim has, Tim is a lot more politically correct because the world, like it or not, so is, is much more world. politically correct. Yeah. So we're at least aware, like, well, and not necessarily yeah. being, you know, Elon Musk isn't politically politically yeah. correct in 2021. I, I think so, that's also the response of point. living in the world, living as an elderly gay white man that grew up in the South. Like that's not politically yeah. correct. That's having to so deal with a bunch of BS life. your entire as life learning and then it the work around way. it. Yeah. Right. But and I, then in comparison, Elon Musk com- comes from South Africa. I mean, holy crap. Still, even though apartheid is over, incredibly racist. And and I'm not oh, saying Elon is, is racist, but he was raised in an environment where that's just part of the culture. Yeah. And uh, well, anyhow, he comes across more like a dick. Very silver spoony. Well, I think right Steve, now. Steve did that a lot too. He well, did. I think but, oh, but yeah. Steve ended up with the training so that he could come across as uh, as a silver spoon dick that you still kind of like. He was a petulant child. I mean, what he was. there's a lot though. Like, I feel like Tim, I feel like there are a lot of good things to say about Tim's presentation. Now, is Tim the most excited person that's ever given an Apple demo? No. Is he the most polished? Maybe. Is he is he competent at at what he's doing? Is it easy to understand him? Is it easy to follow along? Is he very clear? You know, all of the thing like all of the stuff that you want out of a presentation. Like when when Tim Cook is done talking to me about the thing, I can tell you about the thing because he's given me the stuff that's important about it. He's showed me 
the thing, you know, the things that are interesting. Here's if there's the tech behind it or whatever. Like Tim Cook is a, I think he's a very, very good presenter. And there are times when I would like for my presentation style to be more like Tim Cook's end of the scale than my sort of, you know, messed up chipmunk end of the scale, because that tends to be where I rank on the, you know, way on the other side of it. So I really appreciate like, his his attitude, his polish, his presentation style. I like all of that in in what he does. And I think he's enjoyable to watch. I thought it was enjoyable to watch Steve. I really enjoyed watching Steve fail at that 2008 Macworld demo, but mostly because I liked seeing what was going to happen next. But I liked them, but I liked them for different reasons. Just like there are different James Bonds, there are different Doctor Whos, there are different iterations of all kinds of things and like you can like the ones that you like for way different reasons and still like them all and like and that's kind of where i come down on this one like i really appreciate tim's presentation style i like watching the videos i would very much like to be in a room again someday and watching him unveil a thing that would be awesome but not for the same reasons it was great to be in the room when steve jobs did it most CEOs are not known for, you know, presentations. That's that's not the major part of a, a CEO's job. Right. And, you know, Steve was kind of an anomaly that way. Mm-hmm. And if it weren't for Steve, probably Tim wouldn't be doing presentations. And it seems to me like mostly he just hands off to other people, which is fine, as it should be. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, he's I not like, like, like Steve would stand people. on the stage all yeah. day and actually hands on, you know, show stuff tim doesn't you know really do that but you know and i don't think you know anybody's going to care i mean the point is he runs the company he did things like decide to have dividends which steve never did mm-hmm. um you know he, he's a manager he's a he's a corporate person he came up through that channel and you know probably the next person will be even more so and and i guess you know that's you know talking about what's next presumably that's probably going to be a big change. You know, the company could significantly change once uh, somebody else comes in. We have no idea, you know, is it going to be a product person? Is it going to be, you know, somebody from the supply chain again? Um, I think that's why people, you know, are interested, but there's like, we have no way of knowing, you know, who I guess what the board is going to pick who the next CEO is, or maybe Tim will try to anoint someone there, but there's been no real clues. You know, I don't see, Anybody being groomed or, uh, I, I don't know. Am I, am I well, missing but, something there? Yeah, you are. Because I don't think they're, they're, they would, I mean, Tim only became evident, you know, later in Steve's life, especially after Tim was sick, or excuse me, Steve was sick. So I don't think we will have any specific Probably signals not. coming from the board. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this decision has already been made between, you know, two or three people and they're on that track. Because the one, you know, the one thing, I mean, let's not forget what I said before, you know, they are the largest, most valuable public company in the world. And that means that the rules are going to be just a little bit different for them. And for a lot of those top tier, you know, hyper valuable companies. You know, I, I, I think one thing, one point that I did hear amongst all that was that, you know, Steve was Steve, and I think that one of the ro- one of the reasons we see the CEO role now, as I think it's been redefined. It was redefined by Steve, so that we're all aware, maybe more, especially in the tech area, of who the CEOs are. 
Otherwise, I doubt we would have ever heard about Facebook CEO or Google's CEOs. You know, but they they become part of the story. Chuck, I I think the thing that most industries have is whoever's at the top of the industry needs a fall guy. In terms of mobile computing and just dollars by you know product, Apple is that top of the industry. They need a fall guy. Tim Cook does a really good job of not making it like he needs to be the fall guy. I don't think if Apple does something insane, people are going to be like, Tim Cook needs to be fired. They're going to be like... Who who's responsible for that department? Like get get rid of them now. I think another person that does this, and I know I'm gonna get booed off stage now, Sachin Nadella. Sachin Nadella has done so much for Microsoft without his name being in the news every single day. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's it's almost amazing how he can just be like, Oh yeah, I'm the CEO for one of the largest companies in the world. Yet I can walk down the street and most people will not know who I am, which I think is absolutely phenomenal. And I see this with Facebook. Facebook is still the number one social media platform. Again, they have a CEO that's very punchable, but it becomes easy to say if something happens, what do you do? Fire the guy at the top. If Twitter does something stupid, we've been yelling for Jack to get fired for ages. If, you know, Instagram and everything else is also owned by Facebook, Blizzard, Blizzard Activision just had this problem where the state of California is saying like, hey, y'all are under lawsuit. And what happened? You know, the CEO of Activision said, hey, guess what? People don't know who I am, but they know who who is the CEO of Blizzard, Jay Allen Brack, who reports to him. So the CEO of Activision did get fired, the CEO of Blizzard did. And that's where, in my opinion, we want someone in Apple that we can go, you know what? They screwed up, fire that guy or fire that person. I really hope that they they do, you know, introduce a little bit more diversity into their board and their leadership team. And CEO would be a great step. But at the end of the day, they're saying who's going to replace Steve Jobs, or not Steve Jobs, who's going to replace Tim Cook because the last guy before him was a lot more interesting than the person now. So when Apple inevitably screws up or does something crazy, we can be like, you know what? Fire the person at the top. And and honestly, they just want the ratings to go up. They want the clickbait to drive harder. And that's why we have thought pieces every few weeks about, hey, who's going to replace Tim Cook? Because he's kind of boring. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't um, think any of that's serious. I already turned down the interim CEO position because they insisted that I use my personal Apple ID. <laughs> <laughs> they, they wanted you to totally wear pants. Fair, they wanted you to wear pants. And pants. All right. and time pants. to time. The, the show's over. Bye, yeah. folks. There's a part of this that I think isn't necessarily getting considered. Uh, and, and that is um like like we talked about to begin with um you know i think jay mentioned like a lot of places have a mandatory age where you sort of time out as ceo regardless of how much you want to continue to be there as ceo you don't get to do it anymore and a lot of the folks that we're looking at <clears throat> you know if you go to apple.com/leadership or whatever it is uh you see a bunch of dudes and they're all like older dudes and yeah. i'm not sure how interested most of those older white dudes are 
in getting to con- in getting to spend 10 or 15 or more years uh, in the big boy seat. I don't know. I don't know how many of them are. So if we, you know, if people want to really speculate, like, let's talk about the fact that like almost all those guys are sort of in the same demographic and, you know, in a bunch of ways, which is a separate conversation, but they're all kind of the same demographic. And none of those people who, you know, get to be like in their late fifties are going to go, yeah, you know, I'm really want to sign up to be the CEO of a multi-trillion dollar company uh, for the next 10 or more years. Like that's not my jam. You know, the whole reason I took the job that put me on this webpage in the first place was so that I could eventually retire and go home and spend more time with my money. And that's, you know, and being CEO was never part of that plan. So what I'm really interested in is figuring out who the folks are who would be interested in doing something like that, who are going to have the longevity to do exactly that sort of thing, you know, like, <clears throat> cause you know, like people have talked about Phil Schiller for a long time. He's not going to be interested in that gig. Like, no, he's already I, half retired anyway. Right. And yeah, I, exactly. you know, that, that, that's kind of the, you know, maybe the even more interesting point is if we look to 2030, let's say probably the top 20 people at Apple now are all going to be gone. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's going to be a completely different, you know, management team and, and, and maybe, you know, like 70% of the top hundred people. Um, mm-hmm. So Apple, you know, one way or the other, it's going to be a completely different company uh, by the end of the decade. Because, like, I mean, even now, like I, by the time you add in Apple retail and the number of people who work there, like if you want to add that, like, you know, it'll completely screw up the statistic, but how many people, who have a job with Apple in Cupertino, like what percentage of those people are people who worked there when Steve Jobs ran things? Because that number is not as high a percentage as anybody thinks it is, and it's continuing to shrink. Sure. And take and, money and run. <clears throat> right. Okay, well, so in a bunch of ways. So I like that's the other piece of like if people want to speculate about it. Don't talk about how one guy on the leadership page is going to replace another guy on the leadership page because that doesn't sound very feasible unless you're talking about one or maybe two of the people on that page. Like none of the rest of the people on that page are interested in taking that job once Tim Cook is well, not just interested. The board's not going to want somebody that is is just a short termer, right? Unless it's an interim position, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So go, to go back to the chat room, um, on the subject of presentations, Joe says part of the difference was that Steve, and I would presume Tim as well, rehearsed a lot. And I agree with you completely, Joe. Webb uh, Web points out Tim Cook has made the stockholders of Apple, who are the owners of Apple, very happy. Agreed with that. That's 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 real easy. And Brian's point, a good CEO, regardless of their background, uh, e.g. supply, design, etc., needs to know to put their aces in their places. Very, very, very good point. So, I, you know, I, th- I think I thought this was interesting. You know, this this article pointing out, you know, what how Apple what what Apple has done under Tim Cook, and you know, it, it inevitably brings up the question of a successor, um, because you know, you'd like to think that the DNA of Apple will continue to run. And, and that's one place where I will go back and say, Steve put that put that DNA in place so well that the stock barely blipped 
when he passed away or when he first of all when he stepped down and then of course when he passed away you know so that and that is as good an indicator as any of what the the perception of a company is going to be so i think it is relevant that, that we talk about who the successor is but we're certainly not going to have any influence on it um, so we're running a little short on time. I had no idea with this. We were going to go down these paths as usual. Um, so I've, I've, I'm going to bring up the one of the other stories we talked about, and that's uh, this ruling by uh, South Korea that they're going to force companies like Apple and Google to allow other payment systems in their app store. Discuss. Mm -hmm. Yay, boo. I, I don't know. We'll see. Well, first of all, we'll see. Uh, the The president of South Korea, we talked about it this morning on Daily Observations. So um, the president of South Korea is of the ruling party, and the ruling party put forth this bill. Um, and he was endorsing it. And he, yeah, he mm -hmm. said he was for it. And uh, the led the legislature there has passed this bill which the president of south korea has said he will sign into law but much like our legal system if something gets signed into law and you are a large enough organization that you can have a big enough cow about it that you want to take it to court you can do so and if you think apple and google both together and samsung who also has an app store which i learned today um if you think that all three of those companies are going to sit back and go, oh, South Korea says we have to allow a whole other payment system on our platforms. Cool. Then you've got another thing coming. So yeah. there's no way that's happening. And they're going to take it to court. I don't know what that looks like in South Korea. I don't know how it works in South Korea. I don't know how long it takes, but it is absolutely going to be the next step of this. So yes, they can sign it into law, but the but there's a huge bunch of stuff that needs to happen before it becomes reality that all of these companies are going to have to face. There's a whole bunch in the middle that's going to have to get sorted out first. So I think the big good. question is, is this contagious? That's really the only part of this that's notable is what this is going to do to laws in other countries to, you know, oh, what's sure. the EU going to say about it? What's, the U.S. going to say about it, uh, you know, where those things are going to go from there, because this is just sort of forcing the issue. Like if one place can pass this law and find a way for it to be legal and not have it be a country where everything is done at the whim of the nut job that lives in the leadership's home you know, or whatever, like if it's not something like that, then uh, this is just forcing the hand. This is a thing that we've seen coming for years. So it's really just a question of time. It was really just a question of time in the first place, whether or not this conversation was going to happen on a legal level. And now it's going to. It just well, it's is just, okay. it's, it's, it's the old uh, cliche, you know, the first step is the hardest. So they're just waiting for one country to make the move. And once that country makes the move, the others are going to go, well, if they did it. Okay, so, so let me throw out a scenario because, and I, I have zero information on how much business Apple does in South Korea, 
But is this where Apple, Google, I think South Kelly, I didn't know Samsung had an app store. That was really interesting. Um, <laughs> but but is this a place where Apple and Google could draw the line and say, you know what? If if you're going to do this, then we're pulling out. They won't pull they out. Have to they'll force. they'll yeah. certainly threaten they'll that. They'll team up, though. I, I can tell you exactly what's going to happen. The because enemy Apple of my enemy already told theory. us exactly what's going to happen. As a matter I'll of fact, listen to uh, the CEO. Yeah, t- Tim said, uh, I think it was in, in May, uh, during uh, testimony for the Epic uh, trial, Yes, that if uh, Apple is, uh, is put in a position where they are forced to allow uh, payments outside the App Store system, that and and I'm not even going to get into the into the stuff that he was saying about uh, about security, privacy, fraud, and all that. What he said was that the developers are still going to get charged the 15% commission. What's going to change is that now Apple's going to send them a bill and say this is what you owe us, and so now the developers are going to have to spend more time and more money to deal with paying their fifteen percent than they are currently doing. How would Apple know what the number on the bill is? I don't know because I mean, Apple values your privacy. Uh, there you go. Uh, well, no, I'm I'm serious. If if I, I no, I don't using know Stripe directly from my app. Uh, Apple has no way of knowing that unless they start, you know, monitoring, uh, you know, the, all the internet traffic from the device, and I don't think they can get away I mean, with they, that. They didn't. They didn't go into, or he didn't go into technical details, uh, no. but he said this is but, what will happen. The, I think that's important. The, the, the difference there, the difference there, Jeff, is they're talking about payment processors, not a different store. If you're using a different processor in the same app store, they would absolutely have the ability to track that information. Mm-hmm. If you're using a separate store, then you start getting into some gray areas. Right. Which right. it sounds like this is saying you have to have a different payment processor. Which yes. Don't don't mind me while I wait for Stripe's IPO to happen and I go buy some PayPal stock. Like I'm okay with this. Right. This edition of Mac Voices is sponsored by Upstart. Fair and fast personal loans. Visit upstart.com slash Mac Voices and find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments. It seems like we can't get past the stress that started in 2020 and continues in 2021. Just when you think there's a little relief in sight, something else comes up. But there's one thing you can improve, your financial situation, by using Upstart. Upstart is fair and fast personal loans. Whether it's credit card debt, other high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, Upstart can help you get back control of your monthly payments. A quick five-minute rate check, all done online, can give you a smarter rate. Smarter because Upstart looks beyond your credit score and considers your employment and income so that they have the whole picture. And to keep things moving, You can get your funds in as little as one day once you accept the terms of your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash macvoices. That's upstart.com slash macvoices. Don't forget to use my URL to let them know that I sent you. Loans will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash macvoices right now 
and take control. Thanks to Upstart for their support of Mac Voices. You're, you're okay, Jay, with, with them requiring the, the multiple? Yeah, um, I mean, that that's fine. I've, I, again, hi, you're, you're uh, American socialist <laughs> here. Um, I am always going to be in favor of saying, give people whatever, however many good options there are and require for companies to work harder. I don't see Stripe is perfectly capable of being able to integrate with the app store. If Apple would let them, they have the ability, they have the income to do this in a safe and secure manner. PayPal, as much as I don't like their CEO because he's kind of punchable, but at at the same time, they're capable of. of doing this. It's a matter that Apple will not let them. And I get it. You want to hold on to that 15%. And, and I think, I mean, Jeff is right. Apple will say, don't worry, we're going to get ours. We're the most, you know, we're the richest company in the world. We're going to get ours. It's going to happen. So I think at that point, fine, make it I mean, more competitive. Bring it. Like, do um, it. Jeff, so I, let Jeff. me ask because I want to see, I want to make sure we're using the right like parallels here. Um, this is like, when you get a new payment terminal that takes Visa, but also takes Diners Club, right? Like that's what we're talking about is a new, a new way to accept a payment in my store. My store still knows exactly how many pair of pa- pairs of pants Jeff bought while he was there. It's zero, but they know <laughs> the store knows I, I don't think of whether I means. paid with my Visa or whether I paid with my diners club. That's not what, no, that's what we're talking about that Tim Cook was talking about in the Epic trial. That's what he's saying is an alternate payment method. So now I accept a different credit card is, you know, through an alternate payment system is a different payment system. That's not the same as Apple now has to let the Samsung store put whatever nonsense on an iPhone that they want to. That's a very different thing. I I think it's an entirely third thing. So on on a web page, I can put a buy button and that goes to my server and then my server Mm -hmm. contacts Stripe and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Stripe knows about it. Nobody else knows about it. Um, There's, from a technical point of view, there's no reason you couldn't do the same thing in an iOS app. You could make a button, the button contact uses the web contacts the server, which contacts Stripe, has nothing to do with Apple. So in other words, like say you download your app from the App Store for free as a free app, and then there's a buy button that goes through Stripe. And I think that's what we're talking about South Korea saying. So not buying the app through Apple's App Store, but allowing an app to, or even outside, like what Hey wanted to do, saying, okay, I want to I want to have a buy button on my website, and then when you download uh, the iOS app, you know, log into my account, and um, you know people were doing that like FastSpring. You could you know get a FastSpring account, and then you download the iOS device, uh, iOS app, and then you log in, but you paid through their website, and then Apple cracked down and said, "We you know well, as a Omni matter was of doing policy." That. Yeah, Omni the, got smacked. For the it first, too. the first line in this Wall Street Journal article says Apple and Google will have to open their app stores 
two alternative payment two alternative payment systems. So as that's okay. being read, it sounds like they're saying you should be able to process the payment as it's happening from within Apple's existing App Store. Okay. Those, re- those reporters yeah. don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I I can only talk about the. Ask the me how I really feel. Well, <laughs> yeah. if, if, here, here's the Shit. thing, and I can speak to this a little bit because I because I sort of know, and I'm going to give you full disclosure on why this is a thing that has been a problem that uh, Mr. Kelly has been trying to solve at work for a long time. He works for a company that has a website where you can buy things. And when you buy those things in Oregon, the amount of sales tax that is charged to you by the website is zero. And if you live in Washington, it's some, if you live anywhere else, it's some percent and it's different everywhere. And if you live in a particular city, there may be additional sales tax on top of whatever the state sales taxes that you have to pay there and on and so on and so on. And so, you know, don't forget about the county tax. Sales tax. They tell the, they tell two friends and they yeah. tell two friends and so on and so on. So that's it. So um, and this is different in every state. And one of the things that he has had to do is is figure out how the system works and help get the simple the system implemented that makes it so that things can be paid for effectively and so that the right amount of tax is being collected. So if somebody goes to buy something. Uh, you know, if I go buy something and tell them that this is my address, they charge me zero tax because there's no there's no sales tax here. But if Jay does it in California, they charge him eight percent or you know whatever it is that that um, that he, that he has to pay because he lives in California, and you know, and that's different from Jeff's, which it because Jeff has to pay Colorado tax and Bull Day tax and. I have to pay for the crazy ass statue in front of the airport tax and all of those things. So we have all these, like everybody's is different. And one of the nice things about letting Apple take care of all of that for you is Apple takes care of all of that for you. You as a developer don't have to. So like Jim, if you put the button on your website now, like Stripe may do it for you, but not everybody does that for everybody. So if you're not using Stripe, if you know, if the point is like, I want Apple out of my business, that's going to be a very different conversation because now it's up to the developer or the developer's store, the developer's payment processor to make sure that all of that stuff is happening the way that it should. And that's not necessarily an easy but thing to do. That's, it's that's like a- there are whole companies whose job is to help other companies make this stuff make sense. But, but that's a whole different issue. Like, you know, Netflix is like, sure, that's great, but I can get that job done for less than 30%. Thank you very much. You know, uh, it doesn't cost, you know, whatever Netflix had to pay Apple to do that. And um, so, that you know, that's really a separate issue. That, that That's not saying, oh, well, you can now skate on all uh, taxes and stuff. But I, I can't imagine that, Korea is is saying, well, Apple has to implement a different backend payment processor. That can't possibly be what they mean. I mean, it would make sense to me if you're saying like, if only a part of my business is what I make on the app store and I'm doing all of my other business in Stripe, it would be nice for me to combine my Stripe. That's why I don't use Patreon. I use GitHub sponsors. Why? Because GitHub sponsors integrates directly with Stripe. So I only have one place to manage all of the freelance business that I do, including how I get paid for patronage. 
Yeah, sure. There's lots of companies. They have web business. They maybe have a Windows business. And yeah. they're like, why do we have to carve out, you know, we've already figured that out. Why should we have to, you know, pay Apple way over inflated prices to do something we already have to do? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay if, if Stripe joined the game and they said, hey, you know what? I want all of my stuff to go through Stripe's payment processing for whatever reasons, probably for billing reasons, to be honest. I mean, the I would payment- enable that. Payment processing is only part of the equation that that Apple is yeah. giving when Apple is is when when Apple is taking their taste, uh, since everybody wants to compare them to the mafia but, anyway. But so. you can buy everything that Apple is providing for, like ten. No, you can't. Fifteen no, percent of of what yeah. Apple is. Nope. Yes, you can. Nope. No, you can't. You know and I'll tell you, you why, know, Jim. Because the uh, thing no. that the Apple, the thing the App Store can't, that the thing that you can't get by having your own App Store is access to me because my default stance is I need an app. Is it in the, is it in the app store that I've been trained to use for low these many years? There's an app store story that may end up being there. Um, if you don't automatically have an easy way to share a link so that I can go, Hey Jim, this app is awesome on my phone. You should have it on your phone too. That's not a thing that's going to happen. So one, two, three, there's the three things right there. I mean, ask, no, no. those things are entirely because Apple doesn't give a choice but ask anybody who ask anybody with a mac who has an option for whatever the hell store they want to use for whatever the whatever software they want to install ask them if they know that you can put put software on your mac that didn't come from the mac app store and a non-zero number of people are going to go i had no idea you could do that and but and yet an awful lot of software is available only outside of the Mac App Store. The right. Mac the Mac App Store is a perfect example of that. The App Store is, you know, it's a it's a dead water, you know, backwater because it's not competitive with directly, you know, it's just not worth it to uh, you know, what what Apple charges is not worth and if if you had a choice on iOS, it wouldn't be worth it there either. I, so, Jim, what I, should Apple charge developers for uh, hosting apps on the App Store or making or them available through the App Store? The hosting space, well, the availability I, I, I think, to download I, the disk space. I think space, the all of point that. is. No way, Kelly. Just let Jim it, go. It, uh, you know, it probably should be, they could charge whatever they want as long as competition is allowed. The point is they've set up a monopoly. You can't install apps any other way. So, they are charging. You know, basically a robber baron toll, whatever they can get away with, and and they. I, I disagree with the monopoly well, yeah. because it, 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 okay, let's say I want to buy a pair. Uh, I won't buy pants. Let's say I want to buy a, an old navy T-shirt. The only place I can buy that is Old Navy, but you can buy all kinds of T-shirts. So you know, if 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 Old Navy suddenly started charging $500 for their t-shirts, their sales would go down, probably not to zero, but people would look and say, oh, well, you know, gee, I can buy this t-shirt for $30. Maybe I don't want to spend 500, but if somehow, you know, you could say, well, nobody else can buy any t-shirt except, you know, I mean, you know, the cable companies have the same situation. They have monopolies, so they, you know, can charge whatever they want and give crappy service. 
I so badly want to let this continue this argument because I, I, I don't <laughs> agree. I don't agree with Jim or Jay, and I'd love to tell them why they're wrong, but we don't have time. <laughs> um, so, so we we may pick this up in the next edition of Mac Voices Live because I do think I do, th- and and we'll see what develops between now and then. Um, because I I think this is an important thing to talk about. This um, will change. I, well, it's 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 change, and you know I. Everybody's made some good points, but you know I think there there there's still a couple that haven't been made. But we're gonna we're gonna tease everybody with that, um, and mm-hmm. and let everybody get out of here at a decent hour. And so I'm gonna make the rounds here, and so I, I want you all to do something for me. I want you all to turn your cameras off and turn your cameras back on, just so you can confuse the daylights out of me, please. <laughs> oh no, I'm not turning anything <laughs> off on this. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, not you. Yeah, no, no, except not you, for Frank. Yeah. Okay. So everybody's been rearranged now. So. Does that help? That no, it just, it's just kind of normal. You know, that's just kind of the way it is. So. <laughs> oh, Screen looked familiar right. and Chuck just needed to level up. That's all. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Now everybody stop. Okay. Now let's, so I can keep track of who I'm in. <laughs> oh, Jay, you rock. Jay, because keeps to. Oh, oh your advertising first. space. Me? Yeah. Well, yes, you're. Uh, on, yes, I was, I was wandering by, and there was a light in the window, so I just <laughs> went in here. Otherwise, you can find me on ympnow.com. Uh, tomorrow is a new issue of Screencast Online Magazine, and I have my uh, monthly article in there. And you can get me on Twitter at fptree. You can get me on Instagram at phranky gesundheit. And uh, I'm looking to try to do something and hopefully within about three or four months, I want to get back where you guys are. Good. All right. Well, hey, it's good to have you back, Frank. We missed you. We definitely missed you. Well, you know, I I was going to lay low, but I found the more I lay low, you know how nature abhors a vacuum. The insurance company somehow got word that I wasn't really – I was sort of chilling, and the insurance company decided to pull a bunch of stunts, and that kept me busy. So I said, "Screw it!" Getting back in the game, the yeah. man keeping you uh, down. Yeah, oh, try Jay. Talk to that. No, yeah. Jay, don't. No, don't. yes, yeah, no, no, don't no, we'll, no, let Jake go on. We'll, we'll be here for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I that'd be a good hour though. Thanks for being here, Frank. Brittany Smith, thank you for uh, thank you for coming as well. I know you had a few things that were demanding your time otherwise, but we always enjoy having you. Aw, thanks. I'm happy to be here. So where can we thank find you? you? Um, on Twitter, I'm ADD Liberator on the occasions when I elect to tweet. And on YouTube, I'm also ADD Liberator. I like that. Okay. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Mr. Jim Ray. Um, we, we have unfinished business, but we'll finish it later. <laughs> where, where, where can we find you? You're on, you're on mute. This is the way I like you. You're on mute. So. <laughs> we, we will settle this for once and for all, and uh, there will never be any more discussion of this ever anywhere in the universe. Come on, Ty! <laughs> there, there. <laughs> oh. Where can we find you, Jim? Oh, uh, gosh. Uh, Proview.com. And uh, on Twitter, uh, Proview Jim. That's it. Yeah, that's the <laughs> yeah. ticket. 
Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Good to see you. David Ginsburg. Yeah, you did get in a little bit more this time. I, I'm proud of you. Uh, I, was, I felt bad last week, so I had to make up for it. Uh, <laughs> you can find me at you can find me at InTouchWithIOS at InTouchWithIOS.com. Uh, Jeff's going to be on the show this week along with Patrice. And uh, you also find me here. You also find me at uh, YouTube page, YouTube.com slash DaveG65. I'm on Twitter at DaveG65. And thanks for having me. Thank you, David. Mr. Gamut, you're going to be on David's show, but uh, when you're not on David's show, where else can we find you? Uh, you can find me in Jim's backyard arguing with him, with love, of course. <laughs> um, and, and when I'm not in Jim's backyard, um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Jay Gamut, both places. My YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Jay Gamut. And uh, here on Tuesdays, um, and uh, Thursday's the big show, Friday's the Mac show. I kind of get around. And I realized a lot of people don't realize that I am doing uh, uh, copywriting for a lot of companies. So I still have some time on my schedule in case anyone needs some words. Good. And that, that goes largely uncredited, Jeff. I mean, you Clean hired my to desk. Do it, so, you know, so <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't get to talk about too much of that, I'm sure. And no, uh, a lot of it, I, I, uh, I, you know, it, companies want stuff written, and uh, and they don't want to advertise who's writing it for them, and uh, which is not a creepy or weird thing. It's just the way the industry works. Yeah, I had to, I had to pause for a second and think. Now, Jeff didn't become a lawyer, did he? No, but I played oh. one on stage before. Different spelling of copywriting. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> good, Jim. Good. I really did think that, though. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm still a nice guy. So, no. <laughs> he's, been, thank, he's been in jail. Thank you for being here, Jeff. Appreciate it. <laughs> but always a blast. Okay. So, I'm not even going to, I'm not going to dignify the title that Mr. Miller gave himself earlier in the conversation. Oh. I'm just going to say, Jay, where can we find you? What what was what was that title? <laughs> I don't remember this title. I think he means American Socialist. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know. If yeah. I say the word communist, they'll come after me. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> which is uh, abbrevi- you, which is abbreviated, by the way, as AS. So yeah, you know, you know, <laughs> yeah, American like state socialist. socialist. I like that. <laughs> So you can you can find me reading the partial amendment to the Telecommunications Business Act um, that the uh, Senate of the thirty three hundred eighty second National Assembly of Korea published, so that I can have some firepower as I'm re- as I'm uh, providing my rebuttal next week. But if you want to hear me talk about things that are tech related, uh, you can't really do that, honestly. Uh, but if you want to hear some productivity talk, conduit, relay.fm slash conduit, I'm there. Uh, my YouTube channel, I'm, I'm, I've got some new lights, so there might be some new videos. So be ready for that. <laughs> Jay, can you read that Korean? Thing? Uh, I, I can't read it in Hangul, but, um, I know that. Google Translate can, and yeah. it seems to have done a decent job. 
That's the best way to read legal documents. <laughs> yeah. Is it in the original <laughs> Korean? In the original oh. Google translation. Yeah. In the original Klingon? In the original Klingon. So, yeah. Klingon, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes Google translated from English to English so you can understand them. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Siri to English. Uh, last but absolutely not least, Ms. Kelly Gamont hiding down there in the corner after turning her camera on and off. <laughs> Where can folks find you? Well... Uh, tomorrow you can find me on, uh, what will tomorrow morning be the latest episode of clockwise over on Relay FM. Uh, you can find me occasionally appearing on podcasts over at the incomparable network, uh, on agents of smooch. Uh, we just recorded an episode about the film singles. So you can go listen to me, uh, wear my flannel shirt and talk about singles and you can find me over there on the football is life podcast and on uh the show that i host there which is i want my mcu tv where we talk about the latest marvel show and the rest of the time you can find me five days a week over at the mac observer daily observations podcast at MacObserver.com. and if you still want to know what i have to say i do in fact have more to say and i do that over on twitter as verso um, Kelly, agents of smooch. Is that what agents you said? Agents of smooch. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they are also a ahead. bunch of communists over there. They are rom communists, and uh, they really enjoy. <laughs> Tell that song. Yeah. So uh, it's about like rom com movies and stuff, and and like um, and we talk about different stuff. Uh, there's uh, there's various episodes about different things. Like uh, there's the incomprehensible episodes where uh, everybody breaks out a bottle of wine and watches one of the twilight movies. Um, there's Need more than one uh, bottle for that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, like mystery uh, science I theater mean, 3000 a little bit uh, with the commentary ones. Yes. Um, then they talk like they talk about um, Hallmark movies around Christmas time. And uh, for the fall, we decided signal. Yeah. For the, <laughs> I think, I think a couple of them are incomprehensible. Uh. Uh, we, we, did, uh, we did singles there's there's been like uh last year we did a couple of christmas movies like love actually and things like that um so there's some other different things uh some different uh uh rom-com movies over there that are fun and not all of them are uh particularly squishy movies uh which is kind of a weird category to put things in but yeah they're there um so agents of smooch and i do have an official uh agent identification card. So I am a card carrying agent of smooch and uh, yeah, smooch? you can hear me go over there and, and talk about, uh, talk about, uh, talk about singles, which was the one that, there's very little smooching in singles. So we didn't talk about it that much. Um, but there yeah. are other ones that do. Yeah. I think okay. they talk about it a lot in the twilight movies. So I wasn't part of those. I didn't have enough liquor to watch a twilight movie. Okay. So Brittany were, you, Brittany, were you trying to show us your t-shirt? No, not at that moment. Sorry. Oh, I thought I thought I saw you stand up a little <laughs> bit. I thought you were no. specifically trying Man. to. But it's a little bit of a a, a low. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> it's a little more scared oh. than some of them. <laughs> oh, I would yes. like to point out that most of the time, if Brittany is wearing a Star Wars T-shirt, that it is a T-shirt that is available from an Etsy store. Because there she you. knows a guy. Turns out. Yeah. Biblically, I I even. I mean, <laughs> yada, yada. She, she knows a guy that makes t shirts, yada, yada, yada. I married the two of them. 
there's the story. So you can get stuff from his website, at, from his from his Etsy shop, and it's great. I don't know where I lost control of the show. I think uh, it was about was two minutes after I, 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 I think uh, it was when you said three, two, one. You've been assuming you've ever had yeah. control of this thing for years. No, that's fair. One last comment from the chat room. Um, Warren says, if a website landing page has two links that says, buy this app for $5 on this link, new app store, or this link for $15, the app store, where do you think they will go? But if I don't know about the website and all I know about is the app store, then I'm paying 15 bucks. Yeah. So I'm going to give Warren the last because otherwise we'll just keep on going. Um, Uh, So I want to thank I want to thank the chat room. Definitely. Um, You guys appreciate all the comments tonight and appreciate you showing up here every Tuesday night. It's always good to have you. We really, really like like having you and having your comments. So thank you. Come back next Tuesday. We'll do it again. And that goes for the rest of CEO. Yeah. That goes for the rest of you, too. Um, If you are available, we would love to have you at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on Mac Voices Live. Come on over and join us. um, Or 1 a.m. English. All right, Frank, calm down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We'd love to have you join us. Come on over here. Until the next time, I'm Chuck Joyner. As always, thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode you will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by BackBeat Media at BackBeatMedia.com Bandwidth provided by CashFly at CashFly.com